All right, let's get started with another podcast session of the Master Passive Income Podcast. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm the founder of Master Passive Income. Now, this is a show where we talk all about real estate rental properties, and we look at how we can quit our jobs with real estate and passive income. Remember, passive income is where money comes in your pocket every single month. And in today's session, we're going to talk all about your mortgages that you have on your properties and whether or not you should pay them off sooner than you normally would by paying a little extra or paying them off all at once or just keeping them as a normal mortgage and not pay them off ahead of your normal payment schedule. And in your investing business, we have good debt and bad debt. Good debt puts money in your pocket every single month. Bad debt takes money out of your pocket every single month. So when you think about these mortgages, remember these mortgages are helping you make money every single month. When I first started, I had many, many mortgages and all those mortgages were being paid by my tenants and all the expenses were also being paid by the tenants and I was making at least two to 150, maybe $300 a month on every single property because the tenants were paying over and above all my expenses. Now that is money coming in my pocket, which is good debt. Now let's jump into the session where we talk whether or not you should pay off your mortgages sooner rather than later. All right, guys, let's get into it and start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate rental properties with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, the man still drives his 2007 minivan, Dustin Heiner. Yeah, it's actually true. I still drive my 2007 Honda Odyssey minivan, and it's 2018 when I'm recording this, so it's 11 years old now, and I've owned it for probably about seven or eight years. Uh, and so there are many different reasons. A uh, few of them, I have four kids, and they're young, and so they destroy it. You know, they crackers and cookies and french fries everywhere so you know if i got a brand new car i'm gonna have to worry about cleaning it and stuff well i still worry about cleaning it but it's not it doesn't affect me as much you know they get their bikes and they ride by right next to the car and scratch up the car because of their handlebars and things like that but the biggest reason why i drive my 2007 honda odyssey is because i don't need anything else i mean if you think of your car as a luxury status, then hey, maybe go out and buy yourself a you know brand new 2018 um, Escalade or something like that that is really going to make you look really good. Well, I personally don't really care. That's just me. Hopefully, there are a lot of you out there that are very similar where you know I just want to be able to not have a job. I don't want to have to work my tail off in order to make my note payment on my car. I don't want to have that note payment over my head or riding on my back and something I got to pay into every single month. I just want a car that's reliable, that gets me from point A to point B, takes care of my family and is really good. Now there is a small downside with driving older cars. You get some maintenance issues that you're going to have to put up with. Like just recently I was driving from Phoenix to Fresno on a long trip to um, see family. I had a good friend, his father passed away. And so we were driving, I get a hundred miles out of Phoenix and my radiator leaks or, you know, gets a hole and starts squirting out. So we're driving along. It's, you know, Phoenix, in the middle of summer. I think it was, in, yeah, it was in July, end of July when we were driving and it's 110 outside. I'm driving along and all of a sudden my AC kicks off. I'm like, oh, that's not good. I wonder what's going on with that. And look down, my temperature gauge is just spiked. I mean, it's 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 through the roof. I'm like, oh no, what's going on? So I yank the, not yank, but I turn the wheel, get over, 
you know, on the side of the road and open up the hood and I see that my radiator had been leaking, squirting, and it's just a little pinhole. So it was just little by little squirting out. And because the car was so hot, it was squirting out all of the antifreeze out of the car. So it got so hot. Praise the Lord, I had some water in the car. You know, you don't drive in the desert without any water. So I had water in the car. I was able to fill it up. I had to go three miles in order to get to the next gas station. Again, praise the Lord, I was it was that close. But I got to the gas station and got it so that I, you know, bought a bunch of water, bought a bunch of antifreeze, drove 100 miles back into Phoenix. Probably not the best thing to do, but drove 100 miles back into Phoenix, turned off the air conditioner, rolled down the windows, turned on the heater. And it was already hot, so the heater didn't really do anything. But uh, drove all the way back in, made it home, didn't have to get a tow truck. And then anyways, fast forward to now, I get the radiator fixed, which is great, drove to Fresno and back. And then 15, 1600 miles later, I all of a sudden my engine locks up. And the reason why is because the head gasket cracked. And so it was little by little was seeping in. And so I had to get the head gasket worked on. So crap happens, you know, $2,500 later, I have to fix up my van. Now that's a big bummer, but here's the big thing that I hate. I hate having bad debt that takes money out of my pocket every single month. Even though I had to pay money into my car to make sure that it stays running, you know, that one little pinhole in the radiator cost me a lot of money. You know, if, it, if I would just found it back then, I would be fine, but oh well, this is what happens. But I don't have a car note. You know, I have plenty of money, People ask me, why don't you just buy a brand new car? Well, I do have enough cash that I could go buy a brand new car, but I don't want to. My car gets me from point A to point B, even though, you know, it sucks. I had some maintenance issues that I had to take care of, but, you know, I don't have any interest coming in my pocket. Now, there is a rap song that I heard that was just fantastic, just really hit home to me. Let me play a little bit of it for you. Man, somebody messaged me on Instagram saying they don't listen to my music because I don't drive a brand new fancy car like a real rapper. Man, I'm trying to be smart with my money. And actually, I'm in love with my car. Plus, I ain't got no car no. Yeah, man. Let's go. I don't care what they drive. I don't mind how they roll. I don't want what they got. So what if my car old? I love my 98 Honda. Think I'm finna let it go?
I think this rap song is fantastic. This rapper's name is D1. I think he was an elementary school teacher or junior high or something like that, but he was really trying to educate kids in how to, um, you know, live their life financially well. And he made this song and I think it's fantastic. So on the show notes, if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash 019 for 19019, go to my show notes page and I will have the video of his rap song on there. Super, super awesome. He was a really nice guy. Um, I was at a conference that he he sang a song and spoke at. Really cool dude. Uh, but anyways, so all that to say, bad debt is bad. You know, if you have money coming out of your pocket every single month as opposed to coming in, that's bad. Now, what I want to look at today is whether or not you should pay off your mortgages on your property. Praise the Lord, my wife and I have got to the point where, you know, we had maybe four or five different notes on properties that we have since been able to pay off, you know, pay off full in cash, just boom, pay off all that entire debt and get um, all the mortgages wiped out. Now we do have, I think, three mortgages on 30 plus properties, so it's not bad. And so we have lots of passive income coming in, but we did utilize our cash to pay off the debt. Each person and each investor has different situations, whether or not they want to pay off their debt or hold on their money to get more properties. There are many different situations and scenarios that you would want to either pay off your debt or keep your money for other investing. So the first thing you need to look at, are you still building your business? When I first got started, I put $17,000 cash down on a property. And then after about six to eight months, after it was rented, having income coming in from that property. I refinanced it, pulled my money out, then got another property with that refinance money. And then after another six months, refinanced that second property, pulled that money out, and then bought two more properties with that money. And so over and over again, I like to recycle money. There have been many times that I've recycled my money over and over. I bought a $150,000 property in Texas that after I got it fixed up, rented out, I refinanced it, pulled all that money out, and bought four more properties in Akron, Ohio. And the beautiful thing is that my tenants are paying off the mortgages on each one of those properties. So I'm just recycling the money over and over again. So I absolutely love having leverage and having debt on my properties because they help me to build my business bigger, stronger, and faster. And on top of that, my tenants are paying the mortgage. They're paying all the fees on it. Let's say you buy a house for $100,000. You put three and a half percent down on a FHA loan, that's $3,500. Well, you get a tenant in there to live in it after you live in it for a year, you move out, you get a tenant to live in there for, um, you know, 15, 20, 30 years. The tenant pays the rest of the $96,500 that would normally come out of your pocket, plus all the interest, which is almost another $100,000. So the tenants are paying for that. So you pay $3,500 and the tenant is paying off the rest and the balance of the mortgage. It's brilliant being able to use other people's money. So now the big question is, are you still building your business? When I was building my business before I quit my job, I wanted to make sure that all my money got reinvested. All it got put back into the business. All my money just kept going back into buying more properties. And the second thing you got to look at is, have you already quit your job? Does your business, is your business big enough so that you've already quit your job so that you can live the dream life? Well, if you haven't already quit your job, maybe think about not paying off those mortgages and saving your cash so you can buy more properties. More properties means more, pro more money coming in your pocket every single month in passive 
income. So number one, are you still building your business? If you're still building your business, think about not paying off the mortgages any faster. I was blessed to be able to pay off entire notes all at one time, but some of you might be thinking, maybe I wanna pay you know, another $50 or $100 or $500 a month on a mortgage. Well, you can do that, but what if you saved that money up and then bought another property that brought in another $250 a month in your pocket? So you gotta think about, are you building your business still? And have you already quit your job? Now, if you've already quit your job, you don't need that money and you're not really continuing to build your business, then look at possibly paying off some notes so that you can get out from under those and you have more passive income coming in because you're not continuing to build your business. Here's another big thought. The opportunity cost of your money. Now, opportunity cost is basically saying if you put your money down on a mortgage to pay off that mortgage, well, the money that you used to pay off that mortgage could have been used to buy another property. Well, the opportunity cost is all the income that you could have made from another property that you bought with that money that you paid off the mortgage. So if you think about you paying off the mortgage while well, you're decreasing your amount of expenses because you don't have that mortgage anymore, which is good. But what if instead of paying off that mortgage, you bought another property with that money and that other property brought in $250? So the opportunity cost is what other opportunities are out there for your money to invest so you can make more money. So you got to think about what other opportunities are out there. Your next, the fourth thing is other investment opportunities. Let's say you have $30,000 in cash and you want to pay off one note that you have a balance of you know $28,000 on one of the notes. Well, you very well could do that, but the other investments that you can buy, let's say you might find another property that you're only making $100 a month in passive income. Well, that might not be enough. It might be better to pay off the note. But let's say you have another great opportunity where you see $300 a month in passive income coming in. Well, that might be worthwhile. So you got to look at your other investment opportunities. Honestly, right now, with the way the market and the economy is going, it's really a seller's market. So people are getting top dollar for properties. I don't pay top dollar for properties. I get top dollar when I sell my properties, but I don't pay top dollar. I want to get deals. And so currently, I'm not seeing very many investments out there that I want to buy. So I'm I'm sitting on the sidelines waiting for opportunities to come up. Now, like beginning of this year in, in February, when I bought three single family homes and a duplex off of an investor is because it was a good deal. So I'm buying, but I'm not out there forcing deals. I'm waiting for opportunities to come because I can, because I've already quit my job, number one, and I'm not continuing to build my business right now because of how extremely high the market is and how expensive everything is for real estate. Now, the fifth thing you need to think about is your risk and debt tolerance. How well can you tolerate your risk and your debt on each property? Now, my wife is much less gung-ho than I am. Like, I'm a go, go, go person. And hopefully, you can kind of see that in my podcast. I'm a, I'm a doer. I keep going. I keep pushing. My wife is the one that's more of, she's not necessarily an anchor. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. She's more of somebody that is, is help me stay grounded where I would just keep trying to fly. And so, she helps me to stay grounded. And so, from the very beginning of us building our business, she was always conscious of making sure that we're not overextending ourselves. 
We're not getting way out ahead where we're buying 10 properties, going from zero to 10 properties and not knowing how to run a business. So my wife has been able to help me to stay grounded. Now, her risk and debt tolerance is much less than I am. I mean, if there would be a risk to and debt tolerance scale, I'd be like at a nine, an eight or nine. My wife would be at a one or a two. And so... I look at both of our strengths and weaknesses and she helps me to understand the risk and debt tolerance in the negative light. I help her to understand the risk and debt tolerance in the positive light and we work together. So how is your, and if you're married, your spouse, how are your risk and debt tolerance? You know, if you have too much debt, then maybe you might get over leveraged and banks won't uh, lend to you. Let's say you get a fantastic deal. I mean, it's one you're going to be making $600 a month every single month on the property, but you can't buy it because you're over leveraged. You want to make sure that you are understanding the big picture of how many mortgages you can have. You know, the federal law is 10 mortgages in your own personal name. That's the maximum you can have. Banks don't like to lend over four, but you can have personally 10 mortgages. And then also, then you'll get a little creative if you wanted to have 10 in your name and then 10 in your spouse's name and specifically separated where it's still under the same business, but the mortgage is on her name or his name, you know, your spouse's name. So you work together. So then effectively, you'd be able to get 20 mortgages. So how is your risk debt tolerance? You know, if you have, if you're overextended and you think that, hey, we need to cut back, we need to start paying off some of these notes. Hey, get go with your gut instinct on that. It's usually the right way to go, in my opinion, at least for me, my gut instinct is the best way to go. Also, a return on your investment for your money. How much can you get for the money that you have either saved or invested in a stock or mutual fund, which I strongly suggest not investing in stocks or mutual funds, buying rental properties. How much of a return on investment on your money can you get? Like, let's say, you know, this actually goes through my mind. Let's say I have $30,000 in a money market account just sitting there. I'm like, hey, great, I'm making where I currently keep my money, which is Capital One 360. And I'll put the link in a show notes for you where you, I think they'll give you like $25 if you sign up. It's a little affiliate link, um, doesn't cost you any money, but they'll give you $25 just to sign up or $50 or something like that. But anyways, I have a money market account where I'm making like, 1.7% on my money every single month. And I'm looking, wow, I'm making money on my money. But then when I think about, you know, first, I think that's great. I'm making money on my money. I'm like, how can I get more money in there to make more money? But I, two other trains of thought. One, I have a mortgage where I'm paying 6% on a property. Well, if I'm happy making 1.5% or 1.7%, which is good, I'm holding my money for future investments. But why hold for a 1.7% when I could pay off that mortgage that has 6 or 7% and not pay 5 extra percent, you know, 1.7% or 6%, you know, a difference of 5% or 4.5% that I'm paying on top of what I'm earning from my, my money market account. Hopefully that you're tracking with that. So the... Return on my investment, I would I make more money with my money inside of a money market account? Sure, possibly, if I'm not paying any debt. Now, what if you use that same $30,000 and bought a rental property that brought in $250 or $300 or $350 a month? That's where you're actually making even more money and your tenant is paying off the debt on both properties, on all properties. You're having the tenants pay it off. So you got to look at the return on investment for your money. And the next thing to think about is, do you need the cash flow to live on every single month? Let's say you're paying an extra $500 on a note that you could pay off. Well, if you paid off that note, 
that's $500 out of your pocket that you're not spending every single month, which increases the amount of money that's in your pocket every single month minus that $500. You have that note paid off, that's $500 extra in your pocket. Another thing to think about is what are the current interest rates on your current loans that you have versus what your loans are going to be like in the future? Are the interest rates going up? Like right now, you have you know, $100,000 on a 3% loan. You know, you're only paying 3% loan on $100,000. Well, right now, let's say the mortgages are at 4.5 or 5% or 5.5%. Well, you already have the three and three and a half, maybe 3% note. Might as well keep that one because if you pay it off and then get another mortgage on another property and pay 5.5%, well, you're just wasting your money because you already had the note. You already paid all the fees, all the inspections, all the appraisals, all that sort of stuff. You've already paid all that stuff. Why pay that off and get another note? So that's another thing to think about is what type of interest rates you're going to get in the future. Also, what about your emergency fund? As investors, we need to have emergency fund. It, it also acts somewhat as like a, a capital account where we any money that goes in and out, we have to make sure we have the balance as a positive. Like let's say a furnace goes out. Furnace goes out, it's gonna be, you know, $5,000 that we're gonna have to pay. Well, if you don't have $5,000 in your account, then you're gonna to have to go and get a credit card and pay for it with a credit card, which you don't wanna do. So do you have an emergency fund that's gonna take care of you when bad things happen, when things come up? Like I said, with my car that, you know, $2,500 fixing the, the one little radiator leak and everything else, I had money, so I paid it. I didn't have to use my credit card and get consumer debt on it and pay interest on it. I had cash, so I was able to pay it. So another thing to think about is your your emergency fund. Another one is how many mortgages do you currently have in your name and in your spouse's name? You know, if you need to pay off a mortgage in order to free up another slot, you know, if you have 10 mortgages on your name and your spouse has 10 mortgages in your name, in her name or his name, then you need to pay off one of those in order for another deal to come. Well, then maybe you might need to do that. That's another scenario that would be particular just to you and where you're at. So look at your current notes and what you currently have and make sure that you can continue to build your business with the mortgages that you have. Another big thing is the likelihood that you will actually get more loans in the future. You know, if you're gonna quit your job in six months and you're thinking, man, I'm gonna buy a property, but I need to get a mortgage before I quit my job. That's one thing that in one of my books, Successfully Unemployed, where I documented how I quit my job and all the lessons that I learned. I learned that I couldn't quit my job until I got my last mortgage. I was doing a blanket loan over four different properties, pulling all that money out to buy more properties. Well, I didn't wanna quit my job because in getting the loan, Mortgages or banks, they don't like it when you quit your job in the middle of a loan process. They're going to say no. So I stayed with my job, even though I didn't want to. I stayed with my job because I knew once I quit my job, it'd be harder, much, much harder to get mortgages. So that's another thing you got to look at. Am I going to continue to get mortgages from this point forward? You know, if I have to quit my job. In the end, when you're thinking about paying off your mortgages on your rental property, keep all of these things in mind. You know, are you still building your business? Have you quit your job already? Your opportunity cost of your money, like what other opportunities are out there for your money? Also, other investment opportunities. Are there other investment opportunities that you would love to get into if you had cash? Your risk to debt tolerance, can you tolerate that risk of having a lot of leverage, a lot of debt out there? Also, your return on investment for your money, making sure that you get the best return for your money, not you know tripping over dollars to pick up pennies. You wanna make sure you do the right thing with the investment of your money. 
Also, do you need the cash flow to live on every single month? That's a big thought. You know, make sure, making sure that you have that income coming in. Do you have an emergency fund? Make sure you don't go into your emergency fund because you're going to need that in case of an emergency. It's bound to happen. Also, what type of interest rates you're going to get, making sure that you don't trade a low interest rate for a high interest rate. And are you going to be able to get more mortgages in the future? Keep all these things in your mind as you're deciding if you should pay off your mortgages or not. I can't tell you if you should or shouldn't, but I will tell you that I, after I quit my job, after I had plenty of money saved up in the bank, after I realized that I'm paying mortgages that I don't need and I can use that money for income, I went ahead and paid off two or three, I think it was like maybe two or three, maybe four mortgages, just paid them all off in cash because I could. And that's just extra money in my pocket and that builds up my income more. And also a big thing is I'm sitting on the sidelines right now waiting for deals because currently a seller's market and I don't want to overpay for properties. So I'm just waiting for deals to come to me when the economy crashes or the market crashes or not necessarily crashes, but a correction because prices are so ridiculously high now. I'll tell you between me and you, there is no reason why prices are back up to the price level at which the the market crashed back in 2007, 8, and 9. Remember 2008 and 9 where it was a huge run-up of all these prices and then a huge crash? Well, prices are right back up to where they were back then. In my opinion, there's no reason why they should be back up there other than the same problem back in 2008, 2009 is happening again. So I am being concerned that I don't want to buy bad deals there are still great deals out there so don't get don't hear what i'm not saying i'm not saying there are not good deals out there just make sure you buy good deals all right guys so this was podcast session number 19 now if you want to go to the podcast notes go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash zero one nine and you can see all the notes and i'll even have the video from d1 on the note car note it's a great video great song and as always, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps get the word out to everybody. And if you haven't yet, I want to give you a free course on how to invest in real estate. Go to my website, masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. That free course is going to get you started learning all about real estate because I want to help you quit your job and change your life so that you can live the dream life with passive income. All right, guys, let's wrap it up. I'll talk to you guys soon. Get out there, start investing. Take care of yourselves. See ya. I don't want what they got. So what if my car old?